Hey, my name is Jay Warner Wallace, and I'm the author of Cold Case Christianity. I, I gotta tell you, if you're listening to this radio, you know that you're in a good place, and I cannot endorse more highly the intellect and the passion of your host. So just enjoy this radio program. Is he a real one? Radio is the real thing. And Veda, thank you so much for doing the most important work of the kingdom. Hello out there, this is Bobby Conway. You're listening to Is He a Real One Radio? And I'm now passing the baton off to my man, Veda. Predetermine something to occur without predetermining the people. But that's an interesting philosophical question. Let's talk free will. I love free will. Okay. So in your definition, I can let you define your, your definition of free will if you want. Probably a good idea. Okay. So I usually set people up and I say, hey, can I set you up? And then they go, go ahead, set me up. I did this to, right. uh, to Veda last week and he yeah. fell for it. Hook line is, no, he was good about it. Um, so he, I do this with people, I have fun. I tell them I'm gonna do this. I say, would you agree that free will is the ability to make a choice that's not forced and that is between good and evil. And in order to have that freedom, you have to be able to accomplish both the good and evil and you can choose which one you wanna do and that's freedom. That's a free will. And, yes. and that would be a humanistic philosophy okay. because remember I said, I was setting you up because <laughs> God can't choose to do good or evil. He can only choose to do good. And so we have to understand that if we're going to use man as a standard of what free will is, that's going to be a problem. We have to define free will in such a way that is consistent with God because we're made in his image. Genesis 126. So therefore free will has to include God. So I, I'll just jump ahead. Free will is the ability to make uncoerced, choices that are consistent with your nature because God is holy. He can only choose holiness. He can't lie. He can't steal. He can't not be God. He can't choose equally between good and evil. He can only do what is good because it's mm -hmm. revealed out of his nature. So therefore free will can't be this thing where you have to be able to do good and evil and be able to choose between them. And that's free will. That's that. Then God doesn't have free will. So that's why I say free will is the ability to make uncoerced choices consistent with your nature. That includes God and man. And now we can work with free, what free will is. <clears throat> well, I, I, and I understand that construct. I don't agree with it um, because one, I think it's flawed from the standpoint that you're comparing man to God. God is in a category by himself. God is in, a, just like you said, well, man, God can't repent, but guess what he requires us to do? So God is in a category by himself. So, so you, we can't, we can't even talk about free will in the context of God as we can with man, because who's commanding God to do vice versa? No one. When he could, when he could swear by none greater, he swore by himself. So in order to compare God's free will, if that's what we want to call it with what we have, we need somebody giving God a command something to do or not to do and we don't have that so so i think it's flawed and i don't think that's a good comparison making god the standard again because can we do that when it comes to repentance god can't repent so how is god the standard for our repentance oh no so are you saying that god's not the proper standard of what is right the bible god's holy word is so in that sense, yes, that's God, but God tells us in his word. And, I was, and, and so biblically, when God gives man a choice, what's the choice? Is it to do that which only his nature can do, or is it to do right or wrong? It's always to do right or wrong. Choose you this day whom you will serve, the idols or me. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing, right? I set before you life and death. Choose life. 
Why yeah. halt ye between two opinions? Serve God or serve devil? So when we see in scripture, and then we can see it in the earliest centuries of the church fathers who clearly defined free will as being able to do vice or versa, good or evil, because without that, man could not be accountable for doing evil if he had no power to do the good. So, so throughout church history, how they defined it, it was not still, again, Augustinian age, where this redefinition started to take place, it actually started a little before Augustine, but it wasn't in Christendom, right? But in Christian, when Christians, Augustine kind of redeveloped this compatibilistic view that, that tried to harmonize the determinist factor with free will. The earliest Calvinists were double predestinarians, which is the same as uh, a Calvin. Calvin would be angry at this whole compatibilistic uh, view of free will. Right. So I believe that the scriptures are clear when man is given choice, it's always to do right or to do wrong. It's never to do only that which is concerning your nature. That's a philosophical deduction or construct that I don't think is consistent with the scriptures. Well, you just excluded God from your definition of free will so that you can argue from a humanistic perspective. Humanism is the teaching that man is a standard, not God. And so you said, let's exclude God from what free will is. Let's use man as a standard. So that's a humanistic philosophy from the basics. Do you agree that Jesus had free will? Uh, I do, but what I did is I quoted scripture, so I, I used his word. Which yeah, I think but you, you quoted things out of context, too. Choose this day whom you will serve. He's talking to covenantal Israel in the Old Testament, people who already knew who God was and, and the idolatry before them. And yet what they did was they rebelled against God, consistent with total depravity. Now, do you believe that Jesus had free will? In the, in the confines of his humanity, yes, but in the confines of his deity, he could only do what God could do. He could Jesus not have sin. sinned? He could not sin. Okay, are you familiar with a doctrine called the communicatio idiomatum? The communicatio idiomatum, no. Okay. Uh, at, least, at least not by that name. Okay. What's that uh, the hypostatic union is the teaching that in the one person are two distinct natures. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. And it's dithelitism from the thaleo to will. So the will of the flesh and the will of the, of the, of the, uh, the, well, the human nature, the will of the divine nature, mm -hmm. not monothelitism, that's heresy, but dithelitism too. Mm -hmm, and that they're mm -hmm. manifested in one person. So yes. the communicatio idiomatum, it's, it's impressive when you want to say it to people, it sounds so cool and everything. Mm -hmm. What it means is the communication of the properties. What that means is there's one person, get the camera here, one person, two natures, divine and human. The, div he's, the person said, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the earth. Uh, Father, glorify me with the, with the glory I had with you before the foundation of the world. So the person was claiming divine attributes. The, the, and also the human's part, you know, nature. I'm hungry, I'm thirsty. But he says, I am hungry, I am thirsty, I will be with you always. So the single person claimed the attributes of both natures. That means the attributes of both natures are ascribed to the single person, Jesus acted as a single person. So Jesus either had free will or he did not have free will. He either had free will as, as a person or he did not have free will. Because we always see Jesus saying, I will be with you always, I am thirsty. The same I, the same person is one who claimed this. So we don't want to divide the natures lest we get into the error of called Nestorianism. How many natures did Christ have? <clears throat> What's, you you yeah. would agree that Christ has two natures, right? Two natures, divine and human. Okay. It's called the hypostatic union. We, we don't want to go Eutychianism, Monophysitism, or Nestorianism. Or any of that. That's all of it. That's but right. we do want to go Bible, right? So in his human Bible. flesh, 
in his human flesh, right? According to the book of Philippians, yeah. right? He, you know, some translations would say emptied himself, right? But, but you would agree. Right, exactly. You would agree that within his human nature, he willfully chose to not operate in all of his divine attributes at all times. I don't know if that's the case. Well, I think it's the case, or he'd still be here a lot because he had to, to, he died, right? So he yeah, died. The he human nature pain. died. Exactly. The Kaudi exactly. explains how the sacrifice could be of divine value because right. the attributes of divinity were ascribed to the person and we perceive the divinity through the humanity. It gets more complicated. But that's beautiful. <clears throat> my point is, my point is that in his human nature, he slept, right? Yep. His deity, he never slept. That's correct. So, so that's what I'm saying. So right. his human nature did human things. <laughs> his divine nature did divine things. But the attributes of both were ascribed to the single person. When you get to some, absolutely agree. So then that's called the the communication of the properties. It's an essential Christian doctrine. Now, Not a problem. Jesus was one person. Yes. Did Jesus, the one person, have a free will? <clears throat> Again, uh, so so here's what I want to make clear: the questions in the construct don't make biblical, right? So we can go through the whole process, but 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 the Bible, I like, I'm like a Bible man, you know what I'm saying? Like I get what you're saying, I get the concept, right? So so did Jesus have free will? I would say yes and no. <laughs> this is exactly what I would say. It's almost like could Jesus, being God, die? Well, yes, he could in his human nature, and no, he couldn't in his divine nature. So, so again, yes and no. You can't answer no, one. Because, no, because, no, no, but the will, the, the person of Christ is not two persons. The Amen. person by logic is one. It's just one thing. So the divine nature and the human nature are two separate things. The one person is not two separate things. Amen. Did the one person have free will? Not did this or that the one person have free will? That's the question. But I think it's illogical because there was a will of the flesh and then there was the will of the divine, which is why Christ was able to say to the Father who was God and he is God, not my will, but thy will. What will was he speaking concerning? He was, he was speaking concerning the will of the flesh versus... Are you, are you familiar with Nestorianism? Uh, yes, I think. <laughs> Talk and the to one me. person of Christ are two additional persons and they fought against each other. They didn't agree with each other. Oh no. And things like that. No, that's, that's, well, that's, what, that's, that's what you're hinting at. You gotta be no, careful here. Yes. Nowhere near. Jesus simply said, I am thirsty. I'll be with you always. The same I identifying personhood. I, that's what we're saying. The person did the person of Christ have free will. I mean, there's only one way I can answer it and that's yes and no. Well, you can't say yes and no in the same sense in the same way. It's a logical impossibility. You, it's like me saying I'm talking to you. It's also the case that I'm not talking to you. Could Jesus it, die? The yes. person. Yes. Okay. So because okay. he did. All right. Did he? Did he die in his divine nature? The divine nature cannot die. Okay. So I'll say yes then. The free will then. If it's, but you said the person. So, you got to right. be careful of of. Conf there's a fallacy called conflation where you take one thing to represent other things. And it does a property, it's category mistake and conflation. Jesus had free will because he, he was able to, to make choices and do what he wanted to do. Agreed. Okay. But he also said he could do nothing of his own initiative, except that what he sees a father do, John yeah. 530. Would you agree that Jesus who had free will was predetermined from the foundation of the world to do what he did? 
Absolutely. But I would also agree that we're not. Thank you. Yeah, maybe with Jesus, but not with you and I. Ah. <laughs> you, because so we you don't have, have minutes, it. Y'all. Five more minutes, y'all. Just Okay. So you admit so, Jesus had, it was compatibilism with Jesus. Not, no, no, I, I really did not. But I, I want to get to our free will, though. Well, I wanna get, Jesus is our example. I, where's where's the scriptures that say Jesus is our example? Can, could Jesus see? Let me ask you a question. Christ, to follow let, Christ, be like Jesus. Let me ask you a question. Could Jesus could Jesus see him? No. Couldn't you and I see him? Yes. We're not the same. So let's talk about whoa, us. Whoa, 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 whoa! You, you can't do that because we have the same. Where he's human and I'm human. He is really a human being. Could Jesus see him? No, because the attributes of the divine nature ascribed to the person, the person could not sin. So that's can why you, that's the case. But I hear you. But you would agree that we're categorically different than the person You're of Christ. Which categories, though? At some point, you want to make it all one, and then another point, you want to make them two. Here's the point. You can't. Many times, I'm very specific, and why do you miss the specificities? We can't do what Jesus did. It's period. Can. He walked, we can walk. Okay. okay. Can you walk on water? No. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe, because we can't do, do all these things. what Jesus did. No, here's a better one for you. Can we know all things? No, we cannot. All that's right. That's the divinity. But to say we right. can't do what Jesus, that, that's too inclusive. You got to be but more specific. I think, so in, in a nutshell, I think your theory of free will is flawed because you're making Christ the standard who possessed divine nature and could do things we definitely couldn't do. But then saying when it comes to free will, it's the same. Like he could only do what was within his nature to do. Right. We can only do certain we, in his humanity. He was just like us. If he was sitting there, we didn't know who he was in a crowd. Agree. We, what's that? I don't agree. You don't agree that he was a man? I do agree he was a man with a divine nature. Yes. yes. But he's but his That's human nature. That's not just like us. His human nature is I understand that. The person of Christ is not like our personhood, but his humanity is. I, I would certainly agree he was made man. He still no is doubt. man. He but, still is man, right? Not a problem with that. Absolutely. Okay, One mediator sure. between God and me and the man Christ Jesus. No Victor problem. Yes, sir. So but the point is you this. said Jesus has free will. No problem. Jesus has free will. Was he predetermined by the Father to do what he did? Yes. Then he, Jesus, that compatibilist free will is determined by Jesus himself and the doctrine of the, of the Father. You agree? Okay. I'm going to go with you just, just, just to get to the point I'm trying to get to is you and me. Because we're not going to agree that, we're the, we, that you can say that we have the same type of free will that Jesus had. I'm just not going to agree with that because I know that not to be true. When Jesus yes, it is true. could not sin. Yes, because free will is the ability to make uncoerced choices that are consistent with your nature. That's, That's made that up later God. in church history. That's not what the Bible does. No, 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 there's no, no, no scripture that says that. Well, you've got to be careful about church history and, and, the, and church fathers because if church fathers contradict each other. I have a saying, my church father can beat up your church father. Well, well let's That's just say my appeal. Let's just I'm, say the I go to scripture. Jesus okay. said in John 5.30, I could do nothing of my own initiative. That's what he, he says. could do. Right, but does he say you? See, see, it's a distinction. I'm talking about Jesus here. No, I'm talking Jesus about us. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, I'm talking about us. Jesus is. Do you have free will? I have free will, yes. Define free will. Free will is the ability to do yay or nay, right or wrong, to do God, vice or versa. Then God doesn't have free will. God isn't like me, so but I don't have said, a problem I with that. I said define free will. I did. 
<clears throat> but that, that <laughs> definition excludes God. So now you're a humanist. Um, now I'm a biblicist because the no. Bible says, choose you this day whom you will serve. Covenantal Israel who are already under the covenant aspect of God. Who but, did God command who wasn't in covenant? That's the whole free Bible. Will. Free, free will. Free will. So what you do, what you're doing, brother, I love you. But you, what you're doing is you're abandoning God as a standard of holiness and righteousness and saying, let's use man as a standard. But no, I'm using the Bible as a standard. In order to hold your position and your doctrines. I'm not using man as a standard. I'm using the yes, Bible. You are. When the Bible, when the Bible talks about choice, when the Bible, because, because listen, there's, there's no record of what you believe. If we're honest, that view was developed later. And I think you would agree with that. Now you still may think I have it's true. No idea was developed. I'm just reading scripture. I'm just using okay, God now, as a standard. Then, 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 then show me that scripture. <laughs> right. uh, where God has free will. No, where what free will is for us as human beings. You can't say God is the standard, but then we can't do it. Yes, you I can't can. say that. Well, yes, I, I, just, I don't think you can biblically. God's a standard of holiness. God's a standard of perfection. Amen. God's Amen. a standard of love. God's Amen. a standard of mercy. God Amen. is the standard of self-sacrifice. We're to emulate him. And he's all represented in the person work of Jesus Christ. And we're to become disciples of Jesus. He picked Amen. up his cross. We're to pick up our cross. He loved. We're to love. He showed mercy. We're to show mercy. He's our standard. He's God in flesh. He's he is. the one we follow. We don't abandon Amen. him Amen. and say, no, I got to use my own standard, the standard of free will that's humanistically based. This is one of the problems of the Christian church, so, mm. abandoning God as a standard of righteousness and holiness and saying, no, we got to be using man as the standard. You man's keep saying, man, will. I've quoted scripture. I'm giving you by, I didn't What's say scripture? I'm the standard. I'm telling you all of them. Joshua 24, Deuteronomy 30, uh, uh, the first Kings. Why haunt you between two opinions? They were always given choice. I set before you life and death. Choose life. We're you're saying about human you're, nature versus listen, divine nature. You're saying that God gave all these commands to a people who he knew couldn't do it, then got angry with them. Matter of fact, he didn't want them to do it because it wasn't his purpose. Stop me when I'm wrong. Uh, my and my thing's beeping. I, I'm, it's beeping, so I have to quickly switch. I'm not. I'm trying to do it without you. You know, sure. ask me a question. I'm not trying to be rude. Let no, me you're switch. Okay. Sure. Uh, to, to something else. Yep. We got there, and Mike, we got. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Good. I hear you. This is done, and you're on. I'm on. Okay. Good. Sorry about that. No problem. All right. <clears throat> Now, what, what I'm saying is, according to Scripture, when, when Scripture talks about man choosing, it, there's, there's no notion of this only doing that with this, within his nature to do. And then God gets angry when he doesn't, like as if he didn't know that they couldn't do it. He knew. He's angry because they could have done. They could have obeyed. He's angry with them. He's, he's upset. Why did you do this is what he's asking. You, you were wrong. You can only choose what you can choose. You can't choose exactly you can't even be aware of. And so, so your, your choice is restricted by your nature. But that, that's something you're saying. I, again, I don't it's, find scripture that says that. Necessary. If I'm, you know, look, look, I'm going to think of something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Now choose between A and B of what I'm thinking. You can't because you're not aware of it. You right. can't make But if you like give me the command and you say do A or B, then that presupposes I can do A or B. And if you come back and say, Michael, I told you to do B, why didn't you do B? 
no, then no, no, I, I have a good excuse by saying I could only do what was in my nature. No, I was saying you can't make a choice of something you're not aware of. That's what that I, I agree with. And, and, and the idea is you can only choose what you're able to choose. You have to be aware of something to be able to choose it. Mm -hmm. That's what that, that's a restriction of your nature. If you're not aware of it, because well, let me ask you this. Because we're not omniscient, we can only choose what we're aware of. Let, that's let me human, that's let me ask you this, because I think this is gonna solve it. I think I think I got it. I think I got it. No, no, I'm teasing. Uh, man can only do that which is within his nature, right? Yeah. Did Adam have a sin nature? No. How could he sin? Because it was in his nature to be able to rebel against God, and he did. He was made good. He wasn't made perfect or wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So Adam could choose to do something outside of his nature. No, didn't say that. I said it was within his nature to be able to rebel. Because okay. if it wasn't him doing it, but, he's not responsible. Say that one more Exactly. But, so, so let me say that one more time, though. Adam didn't have a sin nature. Right. You said we can only do that which our nature permits. Permits. Yeah. Adam sinned. Which means his nature permitted him to sin. So who was the standard for Adam? God. So God's nature can permit him to sin. Got it, right? Yes, God's nature certainly permitted Adam to sin. That's correct. No, 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 no. God's nature then, because if God is the standard, Adam didn't have a sin nature. So are you saying that it is within God's nature to sin if he chose to? No, because God is different than Adam by nature. Ah, that's what I've been trying to say. Yeah, he's different than us. Sin, but by nature, he's holy. He cannot sin. Adam is not. He doesn't have the capacity to not sin. He has the capacity to sin. There's so, differences there. Wait a minute. But Adam didn't have the capacity not to sin? Yeah, it's double negative. He had the capacity to sin. Did he have? He did. Could he not sin? Well, could he not sin? Yes, yeah. for 20 minutes. But could he not sin forever? That gets into some work. No, 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 no. I'm talking about could he obey the command of God not to eat off the tree of life? Could yes. he have not? So Adam could have done, right? But you don't understand. When you said, Adam, could, he have, could he have done that? Yes, for 20 minutes, for five days, and then he blew it. So when you say, could he have not eaten? Yeah, no. he could have. He didn't eternally. Eat he could, didn't Adam have, could Adam had eternally chosen to be in the garden today still had he not seen could he so. so okay so I so reasons for that you, right but but when god created adam god said he was good and yep. very good you said he was good that's right and very good but it was do, are you gonna would you agree with me that he had the ability to sin adam had that ability within his nature to sin. oh i agree with that but it contradicts right. what you're saying no it's not it doesn't. You can understand. I've taught this numerous times, hundreds and hundreds of times over many, many years. That could be and, true. And it's not contradicting itself because if you use a definition that I gave from the beginning, everything makes sense. Exactly. You only do what your nature permits you to do in an uncoerced fashion. That means God has free will. His nature is holy. He cannot sin. Adam has free will. He, his nature permitted him to sin. The definition works for both. 
I disagree. I, I think no, it, it I, I think it's a clear contradiction because Adam mean? didn't have a sin nature. He chose to sin. So now we've created a different category. Well, he didn't have a sin nature, so it wasn't his nature that drove him to sin, but his nature gave him the ability to sin. So we got a now we got a we got no, a man. No, it was the wife who gave him the fruit. She yeah. was conned by the evil one. Yes. And he then chose freely to rebel against God. Did you would you agree? Adam freely chose to rebel against God by eating the fruit. I agree with that, but well, I don't think that agree? God decreed it to happen. Because <laughs> if he did, agree? then that couldn't be freely chosen. The decree doesn't mean direct causation. Look, that's what you fail to understand. So you agree that that was within nature's within Adam's good nature to be able to sin. That's my view, yes. So then and I agree with that. And so we would say that free will for Adam was the ability to make an uncoerced choice consistent with his nature, right? Wrong, because I also, I'm gonna well, with it. no, let me take that back. That's right, but the, here's the difference. You I also, no, no, no. I also, but you, you think he only could have done that. No, I think, that. I well, yes, you did. You said, I asked you, could Adam have chosen to do right for eternity? You said, no, I don't think no, so. I said, I don't believe so, and I have a reason for that. Well, but that still means you don't believe he could have done it, right? So what, and you have reasons, but I'm, my, my yeah. point is, I believe Adam could have done what God commanded him to do. I believe that Adam could have violated. God gave him the command. God gave him the warning. God gave him the consequences. Adam chose freely to yes. do, to go I against. I believe that. That's what I believe. And it worked perfectly in my definition of free will. <laughs> you already agreed that he was able to sin because his, na his good nature permitted him to sin. I agree. And God's good nature, his holy and pure nature, permits him only to do what is holy and pure. In that way, free will is not limited to a humanistic definition, but a divine one, and he's the standard. This is something that's happening in the Christian church today, that people are using themselves as a standard. If you go to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, where it says, <clears throat> when the woman And I'm going to go to one verse after you. I'll go to one verse after you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sure. This is the slick-eyed version. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, because she liked it, delighted in it, it was by her sensibilities, her desires, she's when he decided to make what was right and wrong. She, she started to act in a manner independent of God, according to her freedom. She was doing this while she was still good. Okay, let's... And then she fell. Okay. True. That, that's free will. She now, let me show you something else. <laughs> let's go up to chapter number four. Chapter number four? Yes, Genesis okay. chapter number four. Yeah. Where it says, um, So it came to pass in the course of time, verse three, that Cain brought an offering to the Lord from the fruit of the ground. Abel, on his part, also brought of the firstlings of his flock, in their fat portions, and the Lord had regard for Abel and for his offering, but for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry, and his countenance fell. Watch this. Then the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will not your countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Now, here's the main part I want to get to. And its desire is for you, watch this, but you must master it. Now, what was what was Cain's options? It was clear. Cain, look, bro, 
Sin is, sin is at the door, and I see which way you're going. You need to master this. You need to control this, Cain, because if you do well, I'm going to accept you. You won't have to worry about a falling continence. I will accept your offering. But if you don't do well, sin is going to control. Sin is at the door. Cain, you must master this sin. Now, my Calvinist was going to say Cain couldn't have. Then to me, then God was dishonest with Cain by saying, listen, Cain, he's warning Cain. And he's instructing Cain on what he must do to overcome the temptation that he was facing at the time. You see how the, the options Cain had? He had to, the option to do good and bad, and God told him to master it so he won't fall into the sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have no problem with that. Calvinists have no problem with that verse whatsoever. Notice it says, it's desire is for you. Sin, he's personifying it. He's, how literal is he being? But anyway, he says, and you, you must master it. He says, you must, you ought to. It's what's right to do, which is exactly why God is a standard and saying, you ought not to sin. You to, it's crouching at your door. He's warning people. This is it's coming after you. Do what's right. This is exactly consistent with God's sovereignty, with man's depravity, and God saying, you ought to do what is right because God's a standard of righteousness. This is perfectly consistent with reform. So, theology. but God, so God knew he, God, God knew he could not have. Well, we don't know. Okay, now I'm not, try, not trying to be difficult. This, in all seriousness, there's different senses in which could and could not have can mean. And I'm not trying to get too deep into this. So the answer is yes and no in that sense. But, but what we're talking about here is, you know, sin's crouching at your door. What door? What does it mean to crouch? It's desires for you. God obviously is speaking, you know, poetically. You must master it. Is suddenly you must master it literal? Well, there's a yeah. sense in which it is, but there's also a sense in which it's not because of the context of some figurative usage. It's poetic. So what does it mean? Sin's crouching at your door. It has a desire for you. Obviously, it's you know, I'll use poetry. It's not poetry, but it's poetic. It's figurative. Mm -hmm. You must master it. Now, he's saying. This is a figurative usage I'm saying, but it's literal, you must master it. Well, a Calvinist would say, you're right. He must master it. He's got to do that. He should do that. But and he can't. No, he did not. But he failed. He did fail, but you're saying that he had to fail. Did he well, have to fail? When we say, in, in Calvinism, we say he had to, and again, we need to have a discussion about this, but we don't say that he had no choice. Yes, he did have a choice but it was consistent with the, the, uh, the divine sovereign plan of God who works all things after the counsel of his will, predetermined that various people and things happen who by his counsel. He knows that Adam and Eve are going to sin. Knows, I agree with, knows. Yeah, but why are they going to sin? Because they chose. And Okay, watch this. Did God make their free will? God gave them free will by virtue of commanding them to do or not to do something. Okay. So God, no, God makes the person, he makes mm -hmm. their eyes, their, their height, their whatever, and their hearts and their minds, their wills are not something that's derived out of nothing. True. So God is what who gave them their will, right? Absolutely. Gave so them, their nature yes. permitted them to sin and their will within their nature permitted them to sin. So God gave that to them, right? God gave them the ability to do vice versa, to do either or. Yes, that was his plan. You can or cannot. I'm commanding you to do this, to do good. 
Good. Right. But you have the ability, the ability, but here's where the distinction between our views though. You have the ability, you have the ability to do either or. See, a Calvinist would say God is only commanding you to do right because he's the standard, but in your depravity, you'll never do right. You're only going to do that which is wrong because you can only do that which is in your nature to do. Then God turns around and judges you for doing what he determined or decreed or predetermined you to do. That's the flaw. It's not a flaw. Did you know that God, uh, Dennis, let's see. In 2 Samuel 24, 1, God incited David to number Israel and Judah. Yes. God incited him to do it. Mm-hmm. In, second, in 2 Samuel 24, 10, David admitted that he sinned by doing that. Yes. So God incited him to do it, yet David was unresponsible. And it also says in 1 Chronicles 21, 1, or, uh, yeah, that Satan incited David to number Israel. Right. God incited him. Satan incited him. But who's one responsible? Right. Now, if my memory and I, I haven't, I got to go back to that text because mm-hmm. if, if I'm in 2 Samuel 24, if my memory serves me correctly, see, God is the one in the book of Thessalonians who's going to send spirit of delusion that those who reject the truth might believe a lie. Second so, too. yes, exactly. So, so I'm, I'm not against God judging a person for certain things. So, but that's categorically different than what I'm saying right now. You can't, we can't make second Samuel 24 blanket over all the scriptures. There's a, there's a context to principle. God incited David to do it. And David was the one guilty. No, the question is why though? The question is why? It, It doesn't matter why God incited him. God incited him. No, I agree, but God was, listen, God, even in Romans chapter number one, because they obeyed not the truth, God turned them over to a debased mind to do those things that their hearts desired. And no, so no, that's the context. No, you can't. But this is, we're talking, we're talking David. The same thing. Is, it's the same principle. Who incited David? God did. Why, though? Because he was angry. God hardens in judgment. Because he was angry. He was angry against him. So God's anger burned against him. He said, now again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and it incited David against him to say, go number Israel and Judah. Right. So God's anger incited Mm -hmm. David to to go number Israel, right? Now, right. Now, God's anger wasn't, wasn't, uh, 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 you know, just because. It it didn't have purpose to. Like, like, for example... But the, it, I agree with you. That's that's the difference. God no, wasn't angry. Difference. That's he the huge difference. Them. Yeah, but but you're you're missing the point. It, it's almost like this. God will just like God. God will harden the heart of a person who rejects or does wrong, or ju- God hardens in judgment. That's the pattern in Scripture. So, as if a person is disobedient or Israel is not doing what they should do, God will God will harden. God will. In sight, God will that, do that. The text says that God, inc- the anger of the Lord incited David. So he it was his will, incited exactly. him to do it. David did it, and David's responsible. Right, but the context would be because that's what was in David's heart. So God turns people over to the wickedness of their own heart. That's categorically that. different than what we're talking about, yeah, free will. 
You said earlier, don't take all the Calvinist ideas and insert them into a text. You just shot yourself in the other foot. You're doing the very thing. The very thing you say I'm doing. It's Romans two one. Guilty no, of that which what, is others. Listen. Guilty. Well, well, you can't. You can't turn this. That's what I'm trying to say. We can't pull this one verse over all the other texts either. That's what you're trying to do. No, I'm not. I'm you, just you went here. One, one thing. It's just has it's nothing. This thing. verse has nothing to do with free will. Did David freely number Israel? Yes. Was but David listen, responsible listen, for numbering Israel? Again, was he, God's was he anger, this is the context, which makes a different. I'm not against, I agree God will harden the heart of somebody, or God will turn the king's heart, or God will do, and God will get his will accomplished through something. I, I agree God does that, okay? What I don't agree, what I don't agree with is that free will means that you can only do that which your nature drives you to do. That's what all I'm dealing with right here. Free will is the ability to do vice do or versa. You can do something that your nature doesn't have a part of. Like, no, no, no. Like, uh, you know, I, I can't understand or, or do the thing with the whales and the sonar, the dolphins and sonar. My nature doesn't permit me to. My, I'm you, restricted to my nature. I agree with that, but mm -hmm. I think you're, 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 you're misapplying that concept to the notion of free will, right? Free will... For example, I can desire to serve God, which for many of my years of my life, I, tr I did. I would cry right after I get home from partying and doing all this other stuff. But I, I had a desire to serve God, but I, I lacked the ability to. Romans 7, right? Romans 7. The will was present, but to do was, was not in me. So I was redeemed. That's what you said, Romans 7. Paul was redeemed. I disagree. Huh? I disagree with that, but we, well, we can we get on that. about that too. Right. Because <laughs> Paul, he's clearly saying how he was under the law without the spirit. Back to Samuel. Yeah. All right. God incited David. It was God's work, God's inciting, God's anger to, for David to number Israel. This is 2 Samuel 24, 1. Yes. And then yes. go to verse 10. Okay. Now the anger... Again, the anger of the Lord burned against Israel, and it incited David against them to say, go number Israel and Judah. So the anger of the Lord incited David. Did God know that his anger would do that? Of course he did. And yeah. so he, oh man, he did it anyway. His anger, and knowing that his anger would bring David to do something. And then David says in verse 10, now David's heart was troubled after he numbered the people. So David said to the Lord, I have sinned greatly in what I've done. And he's Indeed. correct. So God incited him, and yet David was responsible. This stands in opposition to the idea of people say, God wants you to do something, he predestines you to do it, but you're not there's, responsible. No, you're, you're making a, a categorical error. right there in Scripture. No, there's not. It, it, it would be if it wasn't judgment that God was inflicting upon David in his anger. Then you would have a point. It was judgment. God hardens in judgment. Pardon? Was judgment was the anger of God incited David to do it. Exactly. Judgment. That, that's a categorical difference than free will. <laughs> free will, free will. Was God judging? Let me ask you this. Was God judging I Adam? I'm with a humanist definition of free will. Well, you, it's only humanist because that's what the word y'all wrote down. That's not what the scripture says. <laughs> that's what humanism is. I never it's said man was the earth. standard. The Bible is the standard. That's why I've only been quoting scripture. The scripture is the standard. By the way, when we get done, I want to spend five minutes with you off the air talking. Yes, about sir. That. Yes, sir. I read that. 
I just want to say, man, I, I really enjoyed talking with you, man. I appreciate you. And <laughs> this has been uh, great. I enjoy talking to you mostly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. We can get passionate and still love each other. Right. Yes. I love you. Yes. Yeah. I'd buy you a cup of coffee. Now, now. And then say, what's that? And then take your hat and run. <laughs> yeah. I hope you're not faster than me. I am slick. I am slick. You slick. Man, I was like, I'm not going to jump in. That was. That that was amazing, man. God bless y'all. That's what we have to do is have discussions like that. I like that. Amen. Me too. <laughs> There's a lot we could talk about. You want you're an apologist, right? I try to be. Right, yes, Mike. sir. Look, I'm gonna tell you, man. Off air, I'll tell you some stuff. <clears throat> Matter of fact, yeah. I'll I'll just do my I'll just let me just do my closing real quick. Okay. All right, y'all. So you've heard the brothers you know have this conversation about scripture about free will about the creed about all of this stuff and again you may or may not be reformed but by the grace of god you should certainly be informed amen to god be all the glory so as we say as we close off every episode is he a real one? Oh, yes he is and the he that we talking about is jesus y'all a a amen